Hello, how are you? And welcome back to my podcast on murder, mystery and mayhem. On today's podcast, we're going to look inside the murder of Brian Poston by his girlfriend and her bizarre behaviour in front of police. Ryan was a promising young attorney from Kentucky with an obsessive girlfriend named Shana Hubers. On October the 12th, 2012, she shot him dead. Ryan Poston, a Fort Mitchell, Kentucky born lawyer, received his law degree from Northern Kentucky University. The murder took place on October the 12th, 2012. Indicted in December of the same year, Hubers did not meet bail and would not be convicted of the crime until late April 2015. In the period following Poston's slaying, his murder and trial received national media coverage. Hubers would initially claim self-defence, but would ultimately be sentenced to 40 years in prison for the murder of Poston, in part thanks to her bizarre behaviour right in front of the police. Ryan was a son, grandson and older brother. In his career he was set to help others with limited resources. His grandfather James was an attorney for 54 years and his uncle also practiced law. In his younger years, Ryan's studies allowed him to see many new places. During high school, Ryan had the privilege of studying in the Philippines and Switzerland at the International School Manila and the International School of Geneva. The lawyer completed his undergraduate studies from Indiana University, where he took on a triple major in political science, history and geography. After receiving his doctor degree, Poston began to work as an attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio. In 2011, already an established lawyer at age 28, Ryan met his soon-to-be girlfriend, Shana, on Facebook. Shana was 19 at the time and was a friend of Ryan's step-cousin. Ryan liked images of bikini-clad Shana before engaging further. When they met, Ryan had been pursuing a psychological degree. Sorry, Shana had been pursuing a psychological degree at the University of Kentucky. The couple dated for a year and a half. Throughout, Shana exhibited an obsession with Ryan that verged on disturbing at times according to his friends and family. Shana reportedly took up routines such as visiting Ryan's condo unannounced and sending between 12 and 100 text messages per day. Similar to Ryan, Shana was a gifted student who took to her studies with pride and prowess. Said to be obsessed with her schooling, Shana frequently 
took AP classes and excelled academically. In college, she graduated cum laude from the University of Kentucky after only three years and quickly moved on to pursue her master's thereafter. Her friends and schoolmates considered her intellect as genius level, and so did Shana. Many of Ryan's close friends defended the late lawyer after his death, claiming Shana had that Ryan had wanted to break things off with Shana, but never could. He was too nice, didn't want to hurt her feelings. Another friend, Matt, echoed the claims in conversation, that Ryan was the type of person that you want in your life. These accounts would become major pieces in the murder case. A neighbour of Ryan's claimed the older boyfriend was abusive during the relationship and shamed Huber's weight and physical appearance often. The neighbour reported that Huber's did Poston's chores, including laundry and pet care. In uncovered text messages, it was revealed that Ryan had begun telling his friends that Shana worried him explaining to one friend that she almost scared him. Ryan's friends began to share the sentiment and additional messages showed that Shana had once imagined shooting Ryan once when the couple visited the firing range. The girl is crazy. In the days leading up to the murder, Ryan began to express strong dissatisfaction with the relationships. Things did not change much, however. Until the night, Shana pulled the trigger. Ryan's cause of death, death was six consecutive gunshots. On the night of his death, Ryan reportedly had a date with Audrey, the 2012's Miss Ohio USA. He never made the date. However, as Shana showed up at his door, and was the last person he ever saw. After firing six times into her boyfriend, Shana dialed 911 herself. Appearing excitable at the police station, Shana had trouble remaining silent, despite her voiced wishes to do so. <clears throat> Through her stream of rants, Shana delivered an account that deviated from what she first told the 911 operators. Her account quickly became unclear, claiming she both wrestled a gun out of Ryan's hand and retrieved a firearm from a table. Shortly after, she danced about and sang Amazing Grace and talked about how a murder conviction would make it hard for her to find a husband. And all of these outbursts were caught on camera. During her trial, Shana maintained herself. Defence claim and offered a detailed account of her relationship with Ryan from her perspective. Prosecutors insisted that Shana killed Ryan because he was hell bent on ending their relationship. The defence, meanwhile, brought forward text messages written by Ryan. There's nothing I want more than just scorch the fucking earth 
and leave this entire city in a pile of burnt rubble. A friend of Ryan's, Ali, claimed Ryan was going through emotional turmoil at the time and had begun using Adderall and Xanax to cope with poor sleep. Ryan's gun ownership came into question after the event. Shana claimed Ryan saw no issue in shooting his firearms indoors. And later they found a book with piercings resembling the bullet holes in his condo. Shana once claimed he fired at a book, but friends of Ryan have argued he was a responsible gun owner. Despite being convicted in 2015, after just five hours of jury deliberation. In 2016, Shana had her conviction overturned on account that one juror in her original trial was a convicted felon. During the second trial, Katie Carter, one of Ryan's sisters, took the stand. Carter stated that Ryan made the family complete and that without him there's always a chair that is going to be empty. He will never be able to have all the things he deserved to have in his life. In 2018, Shana's second trial ended in another murder conviction and a life sentence. At the time of his death, Ryan was survived by his parents, Lisa Carter and Jay. Stepfather Peter Carter, sisters Alison, Catherine and Elizabeth, and several grandparents, aunts and uncles and cousins. Following his passing, friends and challenger in chess, attorney Ken, had trouble digesting the situation. Between the two lawyers, chess games could take some time to conclude. In some cases, the games could span on for days. Some years later, Ken told CBS News he'd been unable to clear the board he and Ryan were last playing on and instead transported it to his office. In the years that had then passed since his death, the board remained unchanged. He called it a metaphor for a life unfinished. So this is case is actually very, very sad. If you to go onto YouTube and Google it, you'll actually see the police interrogating her. And she, at some stage in the video, starts laughing and she said, you know, I, he wanted a nose job and I gave him the nose job that he always wanted. In other words, she shot him in the face. She claimed self-defense that he pushed her onto a chair and she shot him for that, that they struggled over the gun and it went off by accident. This girl harassed him till the end of the earth. She really, really did. She was absolutely obsessed with Ryan. I mean, Ryan was an educated man. He had a beautiful condo. He was extremely wealthy. He had a large group of friends. He was very close with his family. And when he started going out with Shana, she quickly became obsessed with him. He did try to break it off several times in the relationship and she would keep coming back. The final time he tried to break it off with her, she'd gone out shopping with her mother that day, on the day of the murder. And she'd sent several text messages to him claiming that she was in the hospital and she was really ill and 
he kind of he wasn't falling back into that trap. He had a date with his new girl, and she was a former Miss Ohio USA, and she was absolutely gorgeous. This girl was now Shayna was good looking as well, but I think being a bit crazy might turn you off her. She. She basically killed him, in my opinion, because if she couldn't have him, no one would. That he was, he'd stopped listening to her, and he, she kept on kind of laying traps, like, you know, with her being ill and this and that and the other, and it wasn't working anymore. To watch her interviews, being interviewed by the police, is just absolutely amazing. The girl is psychotic. She's laughing in the interviews, she's singing in the interviews, she's dancing when they leave her on her own. Obviously, it's still been recorded and it's, the girl is crazy. So I highly, highly recommend that. And anybody out there that's in a relationship where a girl or a male is obsessed with you to the stage that they won't leave you alone. It is a very dangerous and volatile situation. The only thing that I can recommend is that you need to change your number. You need to move away. You need to be safe. You need to contact the guards. I'd also recommend anybody that's in a situation like that to leave a letter that if anything was to happen to them, this person is responsible. You need to let your friends know, your family know, get alarm systems in, panic buttons, whatever you need to do to keep you safe. Because when somebody gets obsessed with you, they can really destroy your life and for them to pick up a gun and kill you with it means nothing to them. I mean, this girl in particular, when she used her, when Shana used the whole self-defense story, she really thought she was going to get away with it. I mean, the confidence in her was unreal. How she tried to discredit Ryan and make out that he was a horrible person who picked on her weight and picked on her looks when everybody else that was close to Ryan would say that wasn't true. <clears throat> She did do chores for him. I've no doubt about that. I mean, they said that she did his laundry and pet care and all of that. She probably did because she continuously let herself into his condo when he wasn't there. Now, I'm married and from the day me and my husband moved in together, my husband's name is Asif, I automatically took over that role of, of doing the laundry and cooking the dinner because I wanted to. Women have this nurturing thing in them where they want to look after somebody. So I don't ever believe that he made her do the laundry or made her do the pet care or made her do the grocery shopping. It was something that she wanted to do. And I think she wanted to slowly move into that condo with him and, and play happy families. But Ryan wasn't happy. So as she says in her interview on Laughing, she gave him the nose job he always wanted. Unfortunately, he died. And his sister is right that on every family occasion now, for the rest of their lives, there will always be an empty chair at the table. And all because Shana couldn't move on. So I want you to remember that. If somebody is obsessed with you in that sense, you really need to go and get help. Go to the police. File complaints constantly. Make sure your house is safe. Alarm systems in place. Windows locked. Doors locked when you get home at night. Leave lights on if needs be. Get security lights outside, whatever it is. Because if not, it'll be your family that'll always have an empty chair at the table for the rest of their lives. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. 
and I hope you have an amazing week ahead. Today is Wednesday. We're nearing the end of September. I can't believe it. I'm sitting at home now. I have the fire on. I have a small fire in our bedroom, so the fire is on. The candles are lit. I'm actually lying in bed recording this podcast. It's nine o'clock here in the evening in Ireland, and my husband is due home from work in about a half an hour, so I'm going to have dinner with him, and then I'm going to go to sleep. So have an amazing week ahead, and thank you as always for listening to my podcast.